The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you with us. Always glad to have Eric Ryder, our producer. He's the one who keeps us staying in our lane. He's at the board today. And today we are going to be paying a visit to the Morton Arboretum. We have done this before and we're doing it again. Why now? Because holiday time approaches. The Arboretum was established in Lyle, Illinois, near Chicago, on December 14, 1922, by Joy Morton, founder of the Morton Salt Company. Since then, the Morton Arboretum has become known as a champion. It's an arboreal paradise. And at holiday time, wow, does it shine. Does it ever illuminate? And it invites people to come put on something warm. It gets chilly out there and enjoy all that it has to offer in its very special way. The Morton Arboretum, that's our topic for today. We'll be talking to a gentleman named Preston Batista. He's the vice president of learning and engagement for the Arboretum. He'll bring us the expertise right on the other side of a short break. This is American Road Trip Talk, and we will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, Alert Drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get Alert Drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Preston Bautista, Vice President of Learning and Engagement for the Morton Arboretum outside of Chicago in Lyle, Illinois, part of Chicagoland, as they call it. Preston, we are so happy to have you on the show with us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Gary. Uh, happy to be here. Glad to hear that, and I'm glad that people are finding out about how they can see trees in a different light, especially at holiday time. Please tell us, and we also will have something to say to report about the beginning of the centennial year. I did mention at the outset that the Arboretum was founded on December 14, 1922 by Joy Morton. She was the founder of the Morton Salt Company. And ever since, they've been celebrating arboreal culture and putting it on display, never more handsomely than during the holidays, Preston. Tell us how people can enjoy the ninth annual Illumination Tree lights at the Morton Arboretum. Absolutely. Yeah, very exciting time uh, to come to the Arboretum, not only really for illumination, but like you said, centennial is coming up and it's uh, fall, of course. And uh, the fall colors are a little late this year, but they are on their way. So that spectacle 
uh, should also be uh, expected in the coming weeks. But yeah, related to illumination, however. So the show uh, this year starts uh, on November 20th. There will be a couple of preview days uh, in um, uh, the 17th and the 18th. And I would also just say that it's a great time to become a, a member of the Arboretum because uh, until the end of November, uh, October, I should say, uh, you can actually purchase discounted tickets uh, for members. Uh, so it starts uh, in a few weeks, uh, in about a month. Uh, and this year will be bigger than ever, Gary. So I don't know if you knew this, but last year we actually had to rethink Illumination because we had to make it a driving version rather than a walking experience, first ever. So it was incredibly successful, incredibly popular. But, you know, we had to make adjustments just due to the pandemic. So this year we're back to walking and we're super excited and we've planned something even bigger. There's uh, going to be several new features um, as part of the show this year. And also we currently have a, a, a large, a monumental sculpture exhibition called Human Nature. And one of the sculptures that's part of that exhibition will be, will be lit up as part of Illumination. So uh, I think it's gonna be a grand experience and the other thing that I'm really excited about is that there will be music all throughout the experience, something that we uh, tried last year, but had never been done for the walking experience. So I think that will also be uh, fantastic. So it'll include, it'll enhance the experience significantly. It sounds like it to me. Now, Preston, this is an opportunity for people who are hoofing it, get out there and get some exercise in a beautiful way. They have the chance to explore, is it 50 acres of some pretty majestic trees after all, and it becomes a one-of-a-kind spectacle of color, light, and now sound. Oh, well, yeah, illumination. Yeah, the route is about, uh, I think it's a little more than a, a mile. Right. So it's, it's uh, definitely a good working experience, you know. So if you're, you know, planning to uh, make up your steps for the evening, this would be a great way to do it. And it's also an awesome, you know, family experience. Right. I think, you know, that's and that's one thing about, uh, I think, illumination that's uh, great. And, and this year, because it's a walking experience again, we're also able to offer uh, some of the amenities that we were not able to offer last year, that there will be concessions this year. There'll be uh, shopping will also be available again this year. So I think just as far as sort of like enjoying uh, the holidays, uh, especially, um, you know, the, the winter, uh, the coming winter months with your family, this would be an awesome way to do it. No doubt about that. And if the La Nina projections are accurate, and they usually are, in Chicagoland, it may be a few degrees warmer this winter. That's not a bad thing if you're going to get out in nature. <laughs> so people yeah. can look forward to that. I wanted to ask you, Preston, and we have other events, the, the human nature display is something I want to get into as well. But first, please give us a little bit of background. Joy Morton, we know that she was founder of the Morton Salt Company. Yes, but what you would think, well, she could have invested in a salt mine, right? But she didn't. She put the money into the creation of the Morton Arboretum. What impulse in Joy Morton was satisfied by the creation of this wonderful place? Well, uh, the Mor Joy Morton, so he was, of course, you know, you know, the the I would say the original champion of trees, right? So he and his family were very much uh, 
uh, interested in, in not only sort of like the conservation of trees, they were also environmentalists. Uh, and I believe he and his family started Arbor Day, you know, which is something that we celebrate um, uh, in the spring, right? So really, you know, uh, in addition to uh, uh, being an entrepreneur, a very successful businessman, uh, Joy and Joy and by extension his family uh, was very much interested in um, uh, uh, the environment, right, and, and preserving the environment and, and ensuring that that message, which is, you know, even more crucial today than it has ever been, right, uh, given what is happening with our with our climate and, and you know, as you were pointing out, uh, the warmer, uh, hopefully warmer winter that's coming up. Uh, they were very much interested uh, in all of that. So uh, the Arboretum itself is continuing that legacy uh, as, as we sort of like uh, work towards doing more research around trees, making sure that uh, we make more people aware of the importance of trees and the uh, way that trees can enhance people's lives, improve communities, improve neighborhoods. So uh, in a way, you know, here we are nearly 100 years later continuing the work of Mr. Morton. <laughs> Nearly a hundred years later, as I sit here red-faced, I'm talking, I see the name Joy, I go she, and you're saying <laughs> Joy, he, I just learned something right there, Preston. That's a good thing, yeah. No, I, I understand, <laughs> I understand the, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's probably a relatively common uh, error to make, right, but, but yeah, yeah, um, I'm not sure that I know many other men were named Joy, so. Or any, in my case. Yeah. They're so, thank you for correcting me on that. You did it so gently as well. Founded, established the Arboretum was on December 14, 1922. That tells me that we're coming up on a centennial celebration because if it's at the end of next year, you have a whole year not only to plan, but to exhibit and to celebrate. Absolutely. So there's some uh, really key uh, hallmarks to the celebration, I would think. So one is the uh, uh, we will introduce a brand new garden uh, at the Arboretum. So over the years, you know, there have been many features that have been added to the Arboretum, like uh, the children's garden, which I think is about a decade old. There's also a maze garden. Uh, the visitor center had been renewed, um, but this year there will be a grand garden uh, as part of the centennial celebration. And, and this garden, I, I feel, is just you know, um, it's it's going to be celebratory, right? It'll be a, a color garden, meaning there will be a lot of uh, flowers and a lot of shrubs and vines that have, that bloom, uh, many different species of trees. But there will also be water features as part of this garden. So I think the experience will be uh, very central, right? Both, both visually, you know, your, your, your ears, your hearing will be stimulated as well as, well as your sense of smell. Uh, I, I think it'll also be a, a very contemplative space for people. But then it's also a, a place where people can gather, right? So there will be events that will be held as part of this garden. And then the, the, other, the other two things that I would just point to as part of the centennial, we are also planning a, a, a tree planting project, which, um, and, and that actually will be uh, throughout the Chicagoland area. We will be planting, I think, over a thousand trees all across 
uh, the Chicago area uh, as part uh, of the celebration of our centennial. And then we are also planning more than 100 different programs uh, as part of the celebration. So there will be uh, everywhere from tours, tram tours that celebrate, you know, trees that have been at the, at the Arboretum uh, over 100 years, you know, uh, tours that will highlight the history of the Arboretum. I know that we're also planning a walking play that will uh, essentially kind of like bring the history of the Arboretum to life. Uh, so, and then a lot of other uh, themes uh, that will be um, our, our centennial themes that will be introduced throughout the year. Like I think our beer tasting program will introduce a centennial beer, for example. So lots of things being planned, like you said. And with it, and it's an interesting way of putting it to human nature. But as I read and I went to the website, it says human plus nature, mm -hmm. and it's a sculpture exhibition. Tell That's us right. about that. Sounds very artistic. It's It's been incredibly popular. So um, it's it opened up last May. So it's going to go on for at least a year. So all the way through next year. And... Uh, there are five uh, really more than life-size sculptures uh, across the uh, Arboretum. So uh, throughout the 1,700 acres, this, this, you know, these monumental sculptures essentially kind of like punctuate uh, different parts of the Arboretum. And it's almost like a scavenger hunt, right? Like it'd be great, you know, a great way to experience the Arboretum to go from one sculpture to the next. Um, so, and, and the artist's name is Daniel Popper. He is from South Africa, but he has a base, I believe, in uh, Colorado. In fact, he's coming back in another, uh, I think next week, actually, to do a couple of tours, which have also been very uh, popular. But yeah, in this exhibition, he actually is exploring the intersection of humanity and nature. So his um, uh, his primary material for the sculptures, Gary, uh, they're... they're um, concrete and fiberglass, right? So they're fiberglass that's been uh, strengthened with concrete. And, uh, but he is a fine artist. So he's a painter by training. So he's actually painted each of these pieces to look like different barks of trees. So it's really interesting. So some of them might look like uh, an oak, some of them might look like a beech tree, but very different and all uh, sort of like uh, uh, illustrate a different, uh, aspect of uh, trees. Like for example, there's one sculpture, uh, and I think this one is, is one of the shorter ones, 15 feet tall, uh, but it uh, uh, depicts the rings of uh, the tree or, or uh, and then on one side and then the other side, it compares the rings of the trees to uh, our thumbprint. So in that way, he sort of makes a visual connection between human beings and nature. Uh, the tallest ones of the sculpture is about 26 feet tall, so they range a little bit, but all of them, you know, very sort of like titanic in terms of size. And this Human Plus Nature exhibition continues through June of 2022. That's right. So plenty of opportunity to see it. And I would actually encourage people to come see it multiple times. So, of course, I've seen it many times. But I think it's great to experience it during uh, different seasons because the sculpture itself, uh, they're, they're site specific, right? So he actually imagined them 
in the specific spots where they're located. So they interact somewhat with the environment. So uh, as the trees change color, for example, the sculpture itself, uh, you know, shifts uh, in terms of the way you might experience it. So imagine it, say, in the middle of winter when it's partially covered with snow. So that too will sort of like change, you know, the the um, the sculptures themselves, right, or the way you might uh, interact with it. You know, if I were a teacher, I think I would make it a point to put in for a field trip so that you could take students who want to gain an appreciation of nature. Anyway, you know, that's I, part of growing I up. Not you must do plenty. You. Yeah. I was going to say, and there are plenty of opportunity there. I would be surprised if you don't have a bunch of buses rolling in, at least from time to time, <laughs> with students and their teachers wanting to well, see all of this. You know, it's, it's funny you would mention buses and field trips, Gary, because it's been a tough year for schools, as you can imagine, a tough year and a half, I would say, or maybe, you know, almost two years at this point. But, uh, you know, field trips have been down this this fall. Uh, well, this entire year, actually, we've seen uh, a few field trips come back, come back this fall, but there's been a, uh, a transportation issue, I would say. So there's been a shortage of buses and bus drivers, I guess. Uh, and I think, you know, schools are still sort of like very cautious about, uh, you know, taking uh, the kids out from uh, away from the school. So I think, you know, we're still struggling with that a little bit. However, as you say, it's open till next June. Uh, I think teachers are, you know, we, we've introduced uh, teachers to this exhibition and actually shared some materials with them for how to teach it in their classrooms. So I'm hoping that next spring we will get, uh, a, you know, a, an influx of, of students coming to experience the exhibition. I think you have reason to be optimistic about that. That's a wonderful idea. So Human Plus Nature, it's a sculpture exhibition. It continues through June of 2022. And then there's still more to look forward to, Preston, because I understand that the Grand Garden, and we could use some explaining about what that means, the Grand Garden sounds wonderful. That's opening, but in September of 2022. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so again, you know, uh, more recent to visit the Arboretum. So like I said, this will be a brand new garden. Uh, it's it's um, uh, going to be pretty dramatic. I think just even in size, I think it's about uh, the length of two football fields. So you can just really? imagine that's, uh, that's, you know, that's going to be pretty uh, wide and, and long. You know, it's just going to be, uh, I think, a, a, a very good way to experience the Arboretum, right? And I think it'll also be somewhat new. So new in the sense that it'll be uh, unlike, you know, many of the other parts of the Arboretum where, you know, we actually have forest areas, we actually have prairies. This garden will actually be more uh, manicured, I guess you could say, you know, with, with uh, you know, flowers and colors uh, uh, kind of like deliberately designed to uh, interact with each other, right? And uh, and then, you know, there will be also sort of like uh, designed water features as part of this garden. So, you know, as you're walking through experiencing the flowers, you will also be hearing water in the background as you walk through the, uh, uh, these, you know, large two football field size uh, garden. Um, 
There will also be trees, uh, as, of course, as part of this garden. I think 15 different species of trees. And there's some spaces that they're calling garden rooms. So, you know, uh, you could actually, I think, enter these rooms and uh, they're, they're, they'll be thematic. So there's, there's a garden, for example, that will feature primarily white and silver flowers. So uh, it's a good way to sort of like immerse yourself, um, uh, not only in flowers, but in nature, right? Let's say with all of this offered, and I know that we're scratching the surface because this is a sizable arboretum and it's been around almost 100 years. In terms of sheer visits, sheer tourism, Preston, tell us something about the trails that are involved. It sounds like if you're uh, off work, it's Saturday afternoon, you've got the kids with you and you jump in the car and you head out to Lyle, Illinois to visit the Morton Arboretum. Are there not multiple trails? I mean, different ways you can personalize the experience and make it a family event. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great idea. In fact, that's something I'm going to do right after our phone call just to unwind uh, on this Friday evening, right? So, uh, so the first thing I would say, Gary, is that uh, they shouldn't just hop on into a car and come to the arboretum. They should actually go online. That's the best way to ensure that you're you're going to be able to get in because there are some time slots that are just completely packed. You know, parking spaces will be gone. You're you're not going to be able to get in, so that'll be frustrating. So go go online, mortonarb.org, uh, get your time ticket. It'll you know so you can plan better, right? So uh, I think that's the, the first thing they should do. Uh, and then, yes, uh, in addition to kind of like going around on a scavenger hunt with your kids, this ex this, uh, the sculptures themselves have been very popular with, with our uh, youngest audiences, right? Because you can actually go through them, go inside them. So, uh, so I think um, that's one way to experience the Arboretum. But yeah, I mean, uh, people come and bring their bikes. Uh, people, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, wood chip trails where people can uh, do some forest walks. Um, and there's, uh, we also have, you know, runners who come and experience the Arboretum that way. Uh, there's also different landscapes, right? Like I said, you know, there's, there's prairies that are just beautiful. Uh, there's, there's hikes that take you, um, uh, into, um, uh, rocks and, and, uh, streams, uh, part of the DuPage river actually, you know, crosses the Arboretum. So yeah, many different ways to experience nature at, at the Arboretum. Absolutely. And I would be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity, Preston, to tell people about membership. Great to go to the website. You might want to repeat that and then indicate the values of membership. Well, so oh, and I should mention, Gary, the Children's Garden, of course, right? If you are coming with your kids, that's a very popular spot. And uh, that's it's it's a large part of uh, especially as you walk uh, at, at the entrance, through the entrance of the uh, Arboretum, but it is limited in terms of its space. So that's why it's also a good idea to uh, make sure you reserve, you know, your tickets at mortonarp.org. And in terms of membership, you know, I mentioned earlier the discounts that you would get for uh, illumination, but all of our programs are discounted for, for members. So everywhere from, you know, our summer camp programs, uh, but membership also gives you the opportunity to come back uh, again and again. And I, you know, I encourage people to do that just because, uh, you know, 
there are four seasons here in Illinois, so it changes constantly. So I mentioned the fall colors, which is one of the most uh, popular times to be uh, at the Arboretum, right? Just because, you know, the, the trees themselves put on a, a pretty spectacular show. Uh, it's a little late this year just because we had an unusually dry summer, but it is coming. So things are starting to change. Uh, and then again, you know, when they come in the winter, you can actually do, uh, if there's enough snow, you can do cross-country skiing uh, at the Arboretum. Um, oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, you know, of course, then then spring comes and Arboretum changes all over again, right? So you experience it in a very different way. So there's just many, many reasons to keep coming back. And I think during the pandemic, especially, uh, I think being outside has been such a valuable uh uh, experience that, you know, we've taken for granted, right? It was one of the few spaces where people can actually go. And uh, people have continued to do that just because they've discovered how valuable uh, outdoor spaces like the Arboretum uh, has been for them. Valuable and precious. Preston Batista, Vice President of Learning and Engagement for the Morton Arboretum. Thank you for all that you're doing. I look forward to visiting. And when I do, I will offer up apologies to Mr. Joy Morton, who founded this, uh, establishing it, founder of the Morton Salt Company. What a good deed to do for humanity. Thank you, Preston. Not at all. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to add something before we leave. I want to offer congratulations to the September 11th National Memorial Trail Alliance that has worked closely with local, state, and federal governments, federal agencies, and fellow trail organizations to make a 1,300-mile vision a reality. From the press release, Washington, D.C., in the Oval Office, President Biden signed H.R. 2278, bipartisan legislation to designate the September 11th National Memorial Trail, a route linking the National September 11th Memorial and Museum in New York City, the Pentagon Memorial in Arlington, Virginia, and the Flight 93 National Memorial in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Introduced by Representatives Gerald E. Connolly of Virginia, Democrat of Virginia, Brian Fitzpatrick, Republican of Pennsylvania, and Don Bayer, Democrat of Virginia, the bill previously passed the House of Representatives 423 to 0 and in the Senate by unanimous consent. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to check out the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.